I'm I'm 27 years old and I'm still telling myself the lie. I'm just going to close my eyes for 45 seconds mm. and just get like a 45 second nap. Oh, I And then it never. it turns into 45 minutes. Yeah? Mhm. I feel like most people would be like and then it turned into 4 hours. <laughs> Uh, I've never been a napper. Never good at napping. Never could do it. Nope. I could do it. I if I'm going to nap, I'm just going to go to bed for the rest of the night. Oh, okay. I feel that. I mean, how many... Like, legit, we've lived together for what? Three years Three now? Years. How many naps do you think you've seen me take? I can't recall specifically any naps, but I'm a napper. I know. You know? You're a daily napper. Daily napper. Like, it's actually a part of your schedule. It's scheduled in. Like, I have uh-huh. a time. Like, when I get home between jobs, at my we head... We say goodnight. You yes, go take a nap. My head has to be on the pillow by 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And the alarm goes off at 3.30. And then I wake up feeling worse. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day. And I do nothing about it. However, if I don't have the nap, it's even worse than worse. So... Yeah. I feel that. So, yeah. I'm a daily napper. And this past Wednesday, uh, I took, like, a three-hour nap. Oh. It was amazing. Whoa. Yeah. I got home from work, took a three-hour nap. Oh, this nap talk is making me tired. I know. I'm just exhausted. Because this past Wednesday, I went to a, um, like, a Lent service. You know, okay. like, where they put the ashes on your forehead? Mm-hmm. Well, that was two Wednesdays ago, three Wednesdays ago, and I didn't do that. Okay. But I was, like, interested. So, like, I went to a Lenten service, and I sat. So, like, I just showed up at this random place. And everyone was so old. <laughs> Me. So oh, old. God. They were ancient. They were like in their 70s and 80s. Uh-huh. And then like me walking in like bushy-tailed, bright-eyed. Yeah. And You're like, ash me, daddy. Ash me, daddy. <laughs> and so, because it was just like a random Wednesday night thing. And I walk in and I was like, oh my God, why do I do this to myself? Yeah. Like, why do I put myself, I put myself in these you situations. Did I did this to myself. Yeah. So I walked in, everyone was so old, but I ended up crying because like a root. I mean, of course yeah, you did. Of course I did. Come on. Because like uh, there was a a share portion of it where people were sharing like stories. Share. Share. Like share. Or just like share. And people were like sharing uh, either the greatest gift they ever got or the greatest gift they've ever given. And I think we've talked about that on this podcast before. Yeah, we have actually. I think. And some people's stories were so moving. Like this one man, he just starts crying, and he's with his wife, and he was like. I, I see my wife give so much every single day to everyone who asks. And he was like, I never, he's like, I've never for a second felt like I deserved her. Or, like, oh, I've ow, never. my heart. I know. And so I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, how do I follow up with after that? After the service, he comes like and whispers in your ear, come find me. After. Come find me. And he's like, I'm miserable. Sexy I step. Hate that bitch. <laughs> and they were like holding hands. And it's so weird to see straight people that like, like each other. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, usually straight people in public are like, I resent my partner. Yeah, you know? especially from a lot of the older generations, I feel like it's Yeah. Like, oh, my harder. wife is so annoying, you know? Oh, I yeah. mean, like, well, actually, I don't know what happened. The the 70 and 80-year-olds, a lot of them are... They're either, like, gushy They're in either, love. like, so in love, can't spend a day without each other, or, like... They don't want to hear the mention of their partner's name. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, Yeah, there's really no in-between. So weird. And so that was fun. And then 
Um, so yeah, I just had like the weirdest week of all time, but I'm going on vacation next week to Traverse City, so Yay. I'm really, really, really fucking excited to go on vacation. Even yeah. though we went on vacation in December, it's been years it's since been, I've been on a vacation. It, it doesn't the cruise feel like a thousand <laughs> years ago? Yes. It has been three months. Well, it's because I work so many hours every week. Oh, you're so hardworking that like so time just goes by so much faster it's for just, you. Time goes by so much slower for me. <laughs> you know? So two months for me is two years. I just celebrated my three year anniversary at the hardware store and I was like, oh, does this come with any like extra benefits? So I was like, it's three years. Yeah, like work harder and they were like straight up like no yeah. like you got the badge yeah i was like i got the i got the badge uh-huh. this was my reward mm-hmm. for giving up three years of my no they were like you're fucking welcome for not firing you sooner <laughs> i know you right screeching homosexual this, this is a reminder this is a hardware store get your shit together <laughs> this isn't a pageant like <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I triggered. <laughs> Literally. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, I've got some stuff. Do you have anything you wanted to say before we just, like, jump right the fuck in? Um, do I have anything I want to say? I mean, I always have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hungover, which... Oh, yeah, you went out last night. Doesn't really happen to me a lot. Mm-hmm. If ever, because I am not a drinker. I do love the occasional, like, beer, but it will have to be, like, you know, I like to try different beers. I'm a beer taster, I would say. Like, I'm really down to go to a restaurant or a brewery and get a beer and try something new. Um, We went to a concert, actually, and I was very excited, very nervous, very, like, feeling weird about it because I haven't done... While we've traveled, while we've gone, while we've done certain things, you know, as safely as possible and following the rules as possible, I felt like going to a concert was a new level of exposure to normalcy than Mm -hmm. I have had since before the pandemic. Um, Because I've gone to... uh, I went and saw the Hades Town, the um, musical with my grandma, but it was, like, seated... You know, mm-hmm. all of the stuff like they they really strictly enforced masks and stuff like that, where I knew a concert venue was harder to especially be uh, harder to enforce certain things like you had to show your va- um, proof of vaccine to get in. But it was all standing general admission. So there was no seats like so people could just go and move as they please. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I was like, I thought this was a pretty big step. Uh, and it was fun. And I felt like I just my inhibitions dude uh we went to a brewery uh that was across the street for dinner and drinks and I had three beers before (laughs) I even got to the fucking venue venue. when I tell you me drinking is normally like if I have two beers a night I'm crazy uh so for me to have like I guzzled down three beers before we even Mm -hmm. got to the concert And I may or may not have, like, inhaled on a couple little electronic devices that could be confused as, like, maybe a lighter, (laughs) if y'all know what I mean. Um, And so I was... Vibing. I was fucking living my life, dude. (laughs) And we went and saw Sammy Ray and the Friends, which is a band I found out about last year. And, like, when the the end-of-the-year Spotify wrap-up was... The top four songs out of the top five songs I listened to were all four by them. 
and I was so excited to go and see this band. Plus, the opening band was a band called Melt, M-E-L-T, and they're also kind of a smaller band, but I listen to them all the time, so it was just cool because both of the bands that were playing, I was like really loved about. So we had such a good time. I danced so hard that my stomach physically hurts as if I did like a four hour workout ab routine. Mm. I don't know what was that, but I became an unhinged Just imagining you like in a Paula Abdul 1980 music video. I literally was like like fucking like dance dance i was a problem and we went with our friends like our friend group and i literally beforehand apologized to everyone for their secondhand embarrassment that they were about to receive they hadn't even received yet because i was like none of you are here from the moment the concert starts like this is this is my moment like i'm so glad you're all here but like i'm gonna vibe out okay and i did i we um i wore a cape yeah (laughs) i mean the whole thing about the band is like there it's all like let's have a party let's be friends let's have a party and like they're all wearing like sequins like the drummer is like super cute gay drummer boy who wears like a see-through mesh rhinestone shirt and like relatable he's like they're just so cute the saxophone player had this like sequence black deep v fucking button up like as he's playing the saxophone. They're just really cool. And at one point she comes, like she's singing on the stage and someone brings this like sequenced pride cape and puts it on her and she dances the song with it. So I was like, I'm fucking wearing a cape. I had my red bold eyeliner to the gods. Like my, mm-hmm. I did eyeliner. <laughs> I had my like red see you in hell t-shirt on. Like I was just, I was yeah. ready to party and party I did mm-hmm. until I realized when I woke up this morning I was so hungover and my stomach hurt from like the vegan burger I had in the four beers that I had. <laughs> and then my alarm went off and was like, you have to be the, to the dentist in a half hour. And I was like, no, fuck. Do you know what the last thing you want to do hungover is? Go to the dentist. Go to the fucking dentist. Like you don't. And I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm I just went from dancing in a gay fucking heaven to a literal hell. When I was 20, we had a Halloween party and I got absolutely like shwisty face. And the next morning at 7 a.m., I had a dentist appointment. 7 a.m.? No, mine was 11. That was And I completely forgot about this dentist appointment until my alarm went off at 6. And it was like you have a dentist appointment in one hour. And I was like, oh, fuck me, no. Yeah. So like, I remember going there and then being like, I'm so hungover yeah. Like to the dentist. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if you want to get all up in here. Yeah. I was like, I'm so queasy. And they're like, oh, no, this happens all the time. Oh, wow. I was like, You what? know what's so crazy is my fucking dental hygienist was like bragging about how she went to the Greta Van Fleet concert the night before. And then she was up super late and how she's super tired. I'm like, bitch, it's hungover from a concert, too. <laughs> I feel you. All right, we're in this. We're all in this together. I just don't want, like, my dentist to be like, oh, God, I'm so hungover while they're, like, extracting my... I honestly appreciated her vibe. I'm going to go throw my little tea bag out while you pull open the... Okay, everyone, I'm pulling open today's topic. Segway that shit, bitch. 
So, Anyways, that's all I had to... So, so you know, speaking of... Speaking of... Um, changing over time and me no longer drinking the night before the dentist. Mm, okay, that segue was a little... It was a little It was oof. a little rough, but all right. I found an article by Gary Wank. Wank. Okay, relax. <laughs> and uh, me. It, it's from Psychology Gary Today. Wank. Um, the article is published today, and it's called Not Believing in Evolution Predicts Bigotry and Racism. Wow, we're really we went from last week's episode of like death to like yes. If now, you don't believe in evolution, you're, you're a, a bigot. You're a racist. So obviously, if you don't believe in evolution, that doesn't mean that you're a racist. So However, this spiritual comedy podcast is um, we're going turned. we're going Things through something this week again. So it says reluctance to accept human evolution is linked to prejudice and racism. These are the key points. Key point one. Personality traits that underlie widespread reluctance to accept fact over belief influence our behavior towards others. Yeah, that is pretty some pretty fucking bullshit privilege shit. Yeah. People who think they are not at all like other animals have a narrower, narrower categorization of their in-group. So I guess people who think that like animals are so far removed from them that they like are not even the same realm of type of being. Yeah. They have... They're more likely to see their own inner circle as much more narrow okay. than people who see animals as closer to us. Okay. Three, Americans specifically, Americans who do not believe in human evolution are more likely to explain higher levels of prejudice and express openly racist attitudes. And lastly, acceptance of the principles of human evolution also vary by gender, age, education, and political party. Now get this, men are more likely to believe in evolution as a whole than women. Wasn't that, isn't that kind of... Wait, where? Yes, men are more likely as a, as a group to, to believe in evolution than women, and it didn't I... offer a reason. Okay, so whoever, Gary's just like, boys are better, women are, are better. stupid, so I... That was the, my weirdest takeaway from this, but... Yeah, that's it's... friggin' weird. It says, um, the fact that the scientific evidence in support of human evolution is overwhelming, that overwhelming evidence has had very little impact on strongly held disbeliefs of a con- consistent percentage of the world's population. Psychologists would like to understand the personality traits that underlie widespread reluctance to accept fact over belief and whether this reluctance influences our behavior towards others. So basically, are people who are more likely to just be like mm, no that doesn't sound right even in the face of like yeah. overwhelming evidence and if they're more likely to treat other people differently like not just be crazy in their own heads yeah and the answer was yes <laughs> and the answer is yes so so it starts off um with an interesting flip side to the argument though okay so since the mid 1800s the concept of evolution has affected the way humans thought about themselves with respect to others Unfortunately, the basic principles of evolution were quickly used, like, evolution itself was used to justify racism, prejudice, and homophobia. Some leaders morphed the concept of natural selection, leading to the survival of the fittest into policies to justify discrimination, slavery, and genocide. So basically, the flip side is, is that you're, if you're over-invested in evolution, yeah. and then we're just animals, then you can justify anything, because people are weaker than you, so then you can kill them and not feel any remorse, because that's just the food chain. The food chain. Okay. So, like, you, there's kind of two extremes here, but it was just more, 
exploring like okay well what about people who deny it even though it's probably true and like why why do they do that and what are the implications yeah so this study studied 62,000 people in 45 different countries wow that's a lot of people yes so it tried to get like a global consensus on evolution and it discovered that a reluctance to accept the reality of human evolution is linked to a tendency to demonize outsiders mm. that's like the biggest overall wow consensus okay. i thought that was interesting like why would not believing in evolution be so directly linked to demonizing everybody outside of your group and my immediate it doesn't really go into religion as a reason yeah i was gonna say but, but i feel like one of the only the, the reasons religion. why you wouldn't see the cold hard facts of evolution <laughs> would be religion would be a religious belief yeah. So I thought that was weird that they didn't really kind of go into that nitty gritty, specifically yeah. Christianity. Like, which also, like, it doesn't, it's, which is, this is an interesting topic. There are so many different ways we can go about it, but. Um, like, obviously, you seem like, there's a lot I, you of and I believe in, I'm assuming you believe in evolution. I do. Yeah. Me too. I, I was going to say, you can be religious and follow a religion and still, you know, um, or even spiritual, because I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm religious. I'm definitely spiritual. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say that I am, you know, sucking off Jesus, but, you know, I do suck off other things. <laughs> but um, I, I, I don't know. I, I Some was, people, I think, see like the scientific, like seeing this idea that we literally came from like inorganic matter mm -hmm. and like, following our history through the cosmos and stuff it's so like it's not anti-spiritual but it kind of sucks it all away because there is no big grand beginning where like the goddess unleashed the waters and we fell from her womb just as yeah. people yeah you know like the none, none of that happened okay speak for yourself i definitely came <laughs> from the fucking teat of hera okay right? i am the goddess's milk herself so i think a lot of people i see and like on the internet when talking about like the origin story of humanity and like mm -hmm. reconciling basically evolution with spirituality is yeah. is that those stories like that like those creation stories are somehow true within that somehow true but also not true because of evolution so like i like seeing that uh yeah. my first boyfriend ever mm -hmm. he was like my first love like my high school whatever and a little bit after high school. It was very on again, off again for a minute. Um, but he, he was a big portion of my growing up, you know, my turning into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And um, he was really into things like evolution and really, I think, is still, from what I would assume, like, still into very much, like, nature and animals is like he like loved like steve irwin like that like crushed him like mm -hmm. weirdly had like a picture of steve irwin like by his bed kind of thing like i'm like all right you do you man i've never heard of that but i you love that do you <laughs> but also no he um was really really into like learning about like religions and things like that but was super into almost preachy-ish about like evolution 
And he even got, like, I went with him to get on his arm a tattoo of, like, you know, like, the monkey turning into the man. Mm -hmm. So he has, like, the tattoo going up into Mm -hmm. a man. So I remember, like, us, like, certainly learning or discussing evolution in school, but not really. I just remember having these very intense um, educational moments. Like, there was this memory I have of being at this, like, diner when you could still smoke cigarettes in restaurants. (laughs) We'd go to this fucking diner, and I'd be like, <clears throat> like maybe like sixteen or something like that. Yeah. And we Chain would be having, cigarettes, yeah. um, and we would be, you know, drinking coffee, whatever, talking about evolution. Um, but I didn't know a whole lot of more than just the basics. And him and his friend sat me down, and like they were like, any questions, just let's like ask me anything. And I did, and I asked them a whole bunch of things, and then they explained things to me, and, like, my first, like, intro into deeper knowledge of evolution was, like, him and his Mm -hmm. friends, which I'm not sure if that was, like, the best approach, but I think at 16, I was probably further ahead than maybe some other people, you know what I mean? Um, But that, like, sometimes when I think of just evolution, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like... Is him. That, not him, but, like, that conversation in that diner. Um, And then the other thing that comes to my mind is the scene in Friends where Ross is, like, saying something about evolution. And Phoebe's like, I don't believe in evolution. And he's like, how do you not believe? It's it's truth. Like, it's facts. And she's like... But how do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Remember yeah, that scene? Yeah, I do remember that. And he's like, well, I, she's like, are you so, like, bullheaded that you can't admit that maybe, just maybe, maybe there's a chance that you might be wrong? And he was like, yeah, okay, maybe, I guess. And she's like, wow, I just think so different of you. You just <laughs> gave up your beliefs so easily. You know what I mean? I do I can't remember, remember that. that scene, like, quoted perfectly, but whenever I think of evolution, like... You think of Ross and his dinosaur bones, but specifically that scene where Phoebe like fucks with him mentally. Yes, I remember that. Now that you see um, that, because he's like Phoebe, you don't believe in evolution. So um, <laughs> people's uh, view appears to lead to less empathy and more animosity towards people from other socio-cultural backgrounds. So again, people who like deny evolution are more likely to have less empathy in general. And more animosity towards pe- like other people that are just straight up different from them. That is just such a bold like sentence that mm. I just I really hope they'll explain why. The authors reported that disbelief in human evolution, like predictably, displays like racial prejudice and hostility to others. It says there's like a direct link, like if as in a direct link in the likelihood. Yeah. So if you just take a random person from uh-huh. anywhere uh-huh. and you know that they don't believe in evolution, yeah. there's a r- extremely high chance that you can predict certain things about them. Like they're afraid of people that are different from them. Mm. They probably hold racist or prejudiced beliefs. Which is crazy or- because the person that comes to my mind that I know that won't admit they're racist, but is one of the most racist people I've ever met. Exactly. Is, I would say, does not believe in evolution, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that kind of There's just something out. about it, right? Yeah, I, that checks out. And, and like, I the, don't know why. The study kind of just goes on to say, like, this is a touchy subject because... Obviously, most people that are, like, super fucking the worst would never... Super 
fucking the worst. Would never admit to it, so it's also hard to quantify. Well, like not people many don't people use... want to admit yeah. they're fucking racists. Like, so I don't know or, how they, you know, bigots or whatever. Like, they must ask like really like tough like or like sneaky questions. Yeah, how do you? Because I'm, sure, I, I doubt anybody's self-reporting as fucking racist. So I don't un- understand how they arrive. I mean, there are. Oh, there are there some are people, people, but not all the people they had to have pulled from this study. Mm-hmm. I'd say probably a large majority of them are. Uh, actually, I forgot some of this study took place in America. So okay. actually, let me go ahead and correct myself yeah. about the people that openly <laughs> displayed racist fucking attitudes. The study reported that people born in America who do not believe in human evolution were much more likely to display high levels of prejudice, express openly racist attitudes, and defend the use of discrimination against others who are black, immigrants, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. Americans who reported doubts about evolution also displayed greater militaristic attitudes toward political and religious outgroups. Okay, what the fuck is wrong? Like, what, uh, what is wrong with everyone? What is wrong with people? I, I, it's, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, in, like, and they're openly displaying militaristic attitudes uh-huh. toward people different from them. Like, let's just get rid of them. What the fuck? Uh-huh. America is always the Fucking worst well, the offender. Fucking worst. The worst offender. The worst. I'm so embarrassed every time I read anything about America. Like I, I that's a good way to put it. I'm just it's embarrassing. It's fucking it's embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> like I just can't. Obviously, I'm super privileged for us to just be like, this is so embarrassing when when like this system is killing people, but still, I'm still embarrassed. No, it's I mean, yeah. I see what you're saying, but it's not. It's just like there's oh, oh there are a lot of really wonderful things that our country you know mm-hmm. provides or you know has the Does. opportunity for mostly However, just embarrassed it's just like it's 90 just percent embarrassing. embarrassing yes yeah and 10% okay yeah it's like uh doable you so, know like people living in uh, 19 European countries 25 Muslim countries and Israel for some reason they yeah. Just made them their own little category. Who expressed disbelief in human evolution rep- reported high in-group biases. So it wasn't just Americans that were the worst. Thank God. So it just basically said every country that has people inside of it that deny evolution kind of report those same quote-unquote in-group biases. Tendency to favor their own group above that of others. But also that's kind of like a human thing. Yeah. To like like your city and your people better than you like other people. Well, However, why do you think that all fucking states in the U.S. have somehow turned like one of the vowels into a, a like a heart and like sell like shirts mm-hmm. with like? I love Michigan. Or mm, nothing stops Detroit. Okay. No, but okay, we're moving. Is on. that what we were talking about? No. no okay. Sorry. No, I, I miss. I wasn't picking up what you no, were putting but down. I'll, we'll head it in your direction. I'm not mad at it. So um, basically, on top of favoring their own in group, they also expressed more pre- pre- prejudicial. Okay. I wanted to say prejudicial, but it's prejudicial, right? Uh, you know what? I at this know. point, I'm just trying to keep my head. Prejudicial. <laughs> Attitudes towards others that not part of their own group. That kind of makes it sound like pre-ejaculation. pre ejaculation pre pre Are we? Are, are we, we okay? okay? Are we all right? I can't remember the word now. Pre-ejaculation? Premature. Premature. Okay, we were leaving listen, a whole fucking listen, part of the word I there. Listen, I need 
is. I was like, I Prima know. Jack. <laughs> and don't come, Jack. <laughs> These people express Prima less support. Jura, Jack. Sorry. So people are also supporting, like, just not supporting conflict resolution in general. Like, so if you pluck someone out of a crowd that doesn't believe in evolution, they're fucking racist. They're prejudiced. They hate conflict resolution and they're fucking militant. So it just, it's not wow. looking good for these people. It's really piling on. Yeah, so. And I'm sure if you don't believe in it and you're listening, you don't identify with any of these things. I don't think that you would be able to listen to this podcast for very long if that was the case. Yeah. Not that you don't believe in evolution, but like if you didn't believe in evolution, but you also ended, yeah. like, ended up into the other categories that they're associating this with. Yes. Um, I don't feel I don't like you'd, you'd be, be able to podcast. listen so to this podcast. So maybe you are. Maybe. maybe you're the worst. I feel like actually... People now that, that are I'm the worst. About it, would you all love this actually podcast. are the worst, aren't you? <laughs> raise your hand if you're the worst. Some bitch in her car on her way to work is or his work hand. is and raising their fucking to hand. You. In fact, like they've closed their eyes and they've let go of the steering Honestly, wheel. Honestly, if you're not raising your hand, what a liar. Yeah, what a fucking liar. You're, you're all liars, really, is what it is. So, everyone, previous studies <sighs> have shown. So are little liars. So, and there are previous studies Pretty. about this type of about this type of behavior. And they show that acceptance of the principles of human evolution vary by gender, age, education, and political party. And this is where I got that fact from earlier. Okay. Men, on average, are more inclined than women to believe that humans evolved over time. Younger people are more likely than older adults to believe in human evolution. That makes sense. <laughs> Finally, people who report more years of formal education, and especially people who graduated from college, are more likely to believe in human evolution than those with less education. So, You know what? This is maybe... I'm trying to find some reasoning, whether the article tells or not, why they think men more than women. I think women are more likely to be devout devout like to a religion like to a religion well why do you think that is i don't know the patriarchy that's always my answer to fucking everything yeah see it, my answer is kind of along the same way but i'm gonna come at it from a different way i think because while if you are just looking at it from the eyes of now obviously men and women have just the equal amount of opportunity to learn and, and go to college and mm -hmm. you know or whatever but it really hasn't been that way for too long. Like, mm -hmm. our grandparents had the opportunity to, you know, go to school, but it was much more for the men to be educated and go to school while the mm -hmm. women stayed at home and had the babies and cooked and cleaned and um, did all that. I feel like maybe the women give it a couple more, give it a couple more decades, and those studies might change even more. But Equal I do out. think that. Um, women are still being able to figure out how to have their own beliefs outside, you know, independently of a partner. Um, maybe that's where I'm thinking it could have come from. I you wish know? it went on to say like, why they know. thought that. Because right now they're just kind of reporting on yeah. like, the general statistics. Or like, yeah, not even why they thought that, but why that could be a why true statement. Why that could statement. be a yeah. true statement. Like, is there something from the study? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is... When you say women are more likely to be devout, is that because of what? Like what, you yeah. know, you're like the patriarchy. Okay, well, is it they're more devout because that was easier for them? I don't in know. I just say patriarchy and somehow that's the answer. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, you know? for sure. Oh, absolutely. So according to a recent Pew study, 
adults sampled between 2005 and 2013. So this Pew study is a little dated. Republicans, (laughs) regardless of religion or ethnicity, are less likely to believe in evolution than Democrats or independents. So. Can you say that again? Republicans are less likely to believe in evolution. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. Must be that religious component. I would say Republicans are, you know, percentage-wise more sucking on Jesus' (laughs) pee-pee. Yes. So overall, individuals who think that humans did not evolve from other animals often perceive themselves to be qualitatively better than animals, and this translates to their attitudes about humans. The results of the study offer insight into behavior, into human behavior, and identify belief in human evolution as a critical predicator of individual differences in racism and prejudice. So, I like... <laughs> I don't know. I just had this thought. I was like, <laughs> now we're going to make people embarrassed to say that evolution isn't real because now they're everyone's going to just fucking know. Yeah, good. Do you hear right? that, everyone? Do Are you, you fucking everyone? liars? <laughs> so... <laughs> um, uh, I, it got me thinking, right? Okay. So it's it's this whole thing about people just kind of being in this belief system and like being like bad people. Okay. But also people that believe this that could also be totally great. Te- you know, technically it's possible to not believe in evolution and be a totally normal great person. Yeah. And you just have this random belief. Yep, exactly. So I was thinking, I found another article. And it says, do good people turn evil? Oh, yeah. Do you think yes? Mm. Like people can start out good and turn evil? Like me? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, no, baby. You've been evil since birth. That's why we're yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I also have been evil since birth. So we're just too we're just, we didn't, too we were evil never good. fishes swimming in a fishbowl. But I'm trying to think of someone who is good turned evil. So maybe. So I'm unfortunately we're saying we're we're saying we're saying goodbye to Gary Wank. Bye, Mr. Wank. And now we're moving on to Adam Grant. Ew. He um, wrote an article. You know, do good turned... people turn evil? He w- well, money, right? So like thinking about our podcast episode a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Oh yeah, where money turned. We're like you money evil. turn you evil. So like. Yeah, that would be a yeah, scenario in which, like, if someone's poor and then they got money and they... Turn fucking turn evil. Turn fucking evil. I forgot about that. Good memory. Oh, my God. Thank you. So he says... Now, just to... He calls these studies by their names, but you've probably... You've already heard about, you know, like, that Stanford prison experiment where those men were, like, all in a prison as, a, like, a psychology study and it's turned weird and sadistic? No. Oh. Um, there's like a bunch of documentaries about it, so I bet a bunch of our listeners have seen them. Or is it the Yale? I can't remember. It's one of the university study famous ones where basically these men all sign up for this study to like recreate a prison and see like how people like the psychology of prisons. Okay. And they were kind of given free reign okay. with like no input. And so there was guards and there was prisoners, and the guards quickly just turned completely sadistic. <sighs> And it was, like, really disturbing, and they actually had to shut down the experiment because it was getting, like, like, brutal. And then there's another famous experiment. We learned about this in psychology in high school, about how people will kill other people if it's in, like, a sterile, like, environment. So, like, this person was getting fake electric shocks. 
Mm-hmm. And this person was told to keep pushing the button. And they could see that the person that the study was being done on, this fake shocking, yeah. they could tell that they were dying. But the scientist was just acting totally calm and cool, collected, and said, don't worry about it. Just keep pushing the button. Don't worry about it. Keep pushing the button. And they did it. And people did. People <gasps> kept pushing, even though they got to a button where they knew it was a fatal shock. They knew the person would die if they pushed it. But the scientist who, like, was commanding so much authority and calm and cool wow. was like, don't worry about it. Just push the button. And they did it. Oh, yeah. Like, almost half. Almost half of everyone pushed the button. Wow. And so this article kind of went on to say, like, what does that imply? Like, do good people just turn evil? So basically... Half a century... Or are all of those people just Libras and they don't know how to, like... Me, I'm the Libra that kills people. Yeah, you're like, and was I like, didn't but the scientist told me to. Yeah, see, oh my god, fuck. Put me on the inside, like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, I can get away with it because I didn't mean to. to. He told me to. <laughs> now that I know about the study, I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't, they, I would know, you know, I'd be like, oh, this is a trick. Uh, you know, I'm not going to push it. But anyways, half a century ago. Okay, thanks for letting us know. Half a century ago. Um... <laughs> This man was on trial for, like, his war crimes during the Holocaust. Okay. And the prosecutor called him, quote-unquote, a new kind of killer. The kind that exercises his bloody craft behind a desk. So... This is a bit hard. Okay, so... So, if... if exactly. We know, it's okay, okay. Because I'm feeling, This like, is the same it, thing as the electroshocks. People that okay. kill people without ever actually doing the killing. Like, they just... Right. They just move paperwork across a desk, but they yeah. know that it leads to people dying. Or You know what's so funny is, you know, I just finished a tarot session with a client, and I've been working with her. She's also a friend, but we, I've been teaching her the tarot, and we've been mm-hmm. doing one-on-one sessions, and we finally got through the entire tarot today. And I'm very, very proud of her. But we finished on the court cards. I wanted to leave the court cards to the end. I feel like it's easier to understand the court cards once you've done the whole rest of the tarot. Um, And so we finished with the kings. We went through the four kings today. And I was talking about, you know, how the kings and the tarot are fully matured in their understanding and their uses and their connectivity to their archetypal representation of that suit in which they embody. So, you know, the king of swords is like the mature, developed, um, you know, power and stability of communication and processing of information. And they can use their, you know, tools wisely. But there's still a lot of challenges that can come up with every card or every archetype, especially in the court cards. So I was trying to explain how maybe if you use reversals or if the card comes up in a challenging position, how that archetype can turn to something else. And one of my keywords for the King of Swords reversed was violent. And I was trying to explain to her how... I mean, not that she didn't understand. She totally understood it as soon as I said it. But I said, violence in terms of a challenging aspect via the King of Swords is different for me than violence of, let's say, the reversal or a challenging aspect of the King of Wands. For me, violence comes much more of a literal violence and aggression and maybe physical abuse mm-hmm. from the King of Wands versus maybe verbal abuse or gaslighting or 
like you said, pushing the papers to kill someone. So like violence via your words can hold just as much. It's still violence can hold just as much damage and weight as somebody who's using, you know, their fist or, you know, at war and combat or, you know, let's even say like in the UFC ring or something, you know? And I was like giving the example of like Kanye West. Or thinking even, I know this is a heavy topic again, but like thinking a lot about some of the violence that occurred via Trump and some of the things he said, you know, we didn't watch him physically put his hands on anyone, but I would argue that a lot of the things that he said incited incited violence violence or, you know, instilled a belief system of violence in I so think, he didn't do it himself, but he, you know, he, the blood is on the hands. Yeah, it's interesting because I this is a kind of an abstract topic to talk about. It's very but abstract. like literally two hours ago, I was just trying to put in terms, you know, how mm-hmm. violence can come through. Violence could be the, literal and it could be abstract. Yeah. So the core claim was that if you put good people in a bad situation, bad things will happen. Mm. And of course, earlier I I, I skipped the what we were reading, but. Obviously, that man, uh, who was a paper pusher during the Holocaust, like, just, that is an example of someone like, uh, no, like, you're not just a good person following orders, like, you're evil, like, you're a bad person. And so, they're like, okay, well, what about other people in, like, smaller situations? Because, like, it starts with an extreme, and then it's like, okay, let's break it down. Yeah. So, the core claim was that if you put good people in a bad situation, bad things will happen. So, uh, there's lots of evidence to support this chilling idea. At Yale, it was Yale, psychologist Stanley Milgram showed that ordinary men would inflict severe pain on others simply because they were asked to do so by an authority figure in an experiment. When a man failed to learn a set of words, a scientist in a white coat told them to deliver increasingly harmful electric shocks. Many went all the way to 450 volts, even after the victim complained of heart trouble. And then this is the quote. It may be that we are puppets, puppets controlled by the strings of society, Milgram lamented. Wow. So, like, when we're, uh, when we are in a situation where we ourselves feel like maybe we're in danger too, we will save our lives at the expense of other people and stuff like that, which is, like, it's disturbing, but also at the end of the day, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, save your own goddamn self sometimes. Okay. And, but also, like, how do we maybe not do that? So, like, I don't know. There's so many questions Fox? tied in. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, patriarchy is the, the answer. What is? No. <laughs> and then at Stanford, it was the Stanford one that had the prison. At, so, Stanford psychologist Philip Zimbardo randomly assigned, assigned students to play the roles of prisoners or prison guards. Cruelty ensued. The guards forced the prisoners to sleep on concrete, took away their clothes, etc., etc. In only a few days, our guards became sadistic. Mm. Zimbardo writes, The power of a host of situational variables can dominate an individual's will to resist. It says something about people being given power. Mm -hmm. It it dominates an individual's will to resist. Like, you cannot resist it. And there were two of the most powerful. So those two examples are the most powerful demonstrations in modern social science about people turning evil suddenly and like us not really understanding why the hell that's happening. So this article kind of goes in two separate directions for the prison study. It mentions 
Well, who the hell would sign up for a like a prison study anyways? Right. So they broke that down. So in the prison demonstration, Zimbardo claimed that ordinary people underwent the transformation, you know? Yeah. However, um, someone else did uh, like a bunch of recruiting for a fake prison study also. And they were just looking at the, the psychological profiles of people that signed up in the first place. Um, in a random poll, the people that signed up for these prison tests were 27% Virgo placements. Don't you know? And they were just looking for solitude. They no. scored, like they took a little psychological evaluation before the study, and then they scored 27% higher on aggression than regular people. So just by virtue of signing up for that, there was a likelihood that you were 27% more aggressive than other people. Okay, me. They were 10% higher um, on authoritarianism. Which is so crazy because when you're like, when you said it initially i was like i think i would probably sign up for that <laughs> and i was like i have a major virgo placement and i do think i'm 27 percent more, more aggressive, aggressive than most people. <laughs> so 20 10 uh, percent higher on authoritarianism okay. expect obedience from subordinates 10 percent higher on machiavellianism willingness to manipulate others for personal gain me 12 no, percent more narcissistic not. Um, 26% yeah, higher on social dominance, believing in the importance of hierarchy in general. All I heard was dominance and dominance. Me. Um, I, I feel like my idea of my social dominance is like at zero percent for me. Yours is like negative five. Negative five. Like I just don't believe. In fact, in, you ask people to like literally walk on your face. I know. Like I just don't believe in hierarchies. Like I don't. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have chaos than this, like, artificial hierarchy where some people are in charge of better than you. Like, I yeah. just don't. 7% lower it's in very empathy. Very placement of you. I know. And 6% lower on altruism, motivation to help others at a personal cost. So, psychologists have long described narcissism and Machiavellianism as two-thirds of the dark triad of Wow. Uh, oh, my God. That is a sentence. I know. So the third is psycho psychopathy, antisocial behavior and lack of empathy and remorse. But now scientists are thinking there's a fourth dark trait that parallels the behavior of the prison guards. Sadism, the uh. tendency to feel pleasure from inflicting pain. Would you consider yourself a sadist? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I plead the fourth. I plead the Sixty-nine. It says so. People, <laughs> people with these types of dark traits signed up for the prison study, like Samantha Minzo. <laughs> Hail Satan! And they became prison guards. <laughs> I would. I would. And they were surrounded. So honestly, he picked this article just to fucking out me as a sadistic fucking prison bitch. They were surrounded by others who shared those tendencies and they expressed them. <laughs> All the rest of them are like, yeah, I knew it. I'm here. I fucking told y'all. It says people do usually do not automatically assume roles given to them. Whereas you showing up in your combat boots. like <laughs> Ready to I assume the role given to you. Fucking, like, my, my leash and my whip, <laughs> like... Oh, my God. So, running their own prison, blah, blah, blah. Rather, particular individuals with particular beliefs make tyranny possible. So, it says people that find themselves in situations where they can become sadistic are usually dark people that found their way to those positions. Oh. So, it's not like people find themselves 
oh no, I have to be evil now. It says a lot of the time. They know they are and they're seeking they it out. They find their way into these positions. Wow. So who's willing to deliver the deadly shock? So we're going back to that one where people were willing to electrocute someone to death because a scientist told them to. And, it, and they were so removed from the person that was dying that they almost didn't believe that it was happening. But it could have been happening. Who knows? I think what also is interesting is did they tell these people why that person would have been in that position in the first place? Because Yes, it was. they, they knew it was another volunteer just like them. Oh, okay. Because that makes a big difference. Because if you're told... That this person in the chair killer. has done something like really horrible to like animals or children or whatever. Are like, you more likely to push the button? That scientist wouldn't even have to tell me. I would just fucking hold that shit down and look <laughs> him in the eyes. Instead of starting at one like, volt, just jump this. to 450. Yeah, no, I don't fuck around. Um, and so I think that would make a big difference if they thought, oh, it's just another person doing a study or versus like this person is... So, done horrible things. in the original research, 65% of participants delivered the maximum voltage of electric shocks, which I'm is not, shocking. I'm, no, it's not. Is it? That's shocking It to should you? be shocking. It is shocking. Why? We shouldn't just be killing someone because someone in a white coat told us to. That's the shocking part. Do you hear the sentence that you just said? Like, It should be shocking. Take, it's not, but it should be. Take that and like literally expand that sentence instead mm-hmm. of like, and think about that in large terms. Like there's a lot of shit we shouldn't <laughs> be doing, but because someone in some sort of white coat tells us <laughs> we should, we fucking do it. That is literally the at least American experience. Yes. Um, so the psychologist Thomas Blass, author of The Man Who Shocked the World, a book about the situation, was curious curious about the differences between people who obeyed and those who objected. So when Blass analyzed the 21 different variations of Milgram's experiment, he found that certain personality traits and beliefs predicted who continued delivering the shock. So you're ready to hear about what predicted mm, <laughs> people who would do it? God. People were more likely to deliver painful shocks if they were authoritarian. Um, which I, I'm just like the opposite of authoritarian, so I guess I wouldn't deliver no. the shock. <laughs> but basically, people that believe like very strongly that authority matters and that you should listen to people that are in charge. Hmm. So, like, if someone randomly asks you the question, "Do you believe you should listen to people who are in charge?" and you said yes, like I really very strongly believe that, you were more likely to fucking kill someone. Mm. Yeah, no. I the shockers don't. were also significantly more trusting of others. They assumed the scientists would do the right thing and uh, used to following the lead of others. This is our Libras out there. I was going to say, wait, I was just backing up because I was trying to think, like, do I, like, no, I don't believe that unless I am the authority. Then obviously I believe people should listen to me. <laughs> so I, that's fair, though. They assumed that the scientists knew what they were doing and that nothing bad could really be happening because surely the scientist knows what's going on. Isn't that I so don't. fucked up? That's really what I mean about mm-hmm. th- about the white coat. Like this, I was. I think about this a lot in schools too. I think the newer generations. I think we've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I think the newer generations do have more of a heavy level of skepticism about what teachers are teaching them or what's in textbooks and stuff. Mm -hmm. But our generation and even, you know, our parents' generations, if if a teacher was telling it to you, it was just kind of believe it. You were supposed to, what your your teacher was the truth. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, what they said and what they taught you and what was in the books and whatever, that was capital T truth. 
And, you know, it was only until a little more recently where people were like, listen, mm-hmm. this guy doesn't know what the fuck like when he's I was talking in, about. Like, even, like, a freshman in high school, I just never would have doubted. I just, it didn't even cross my mind that a teacher could teach me propaganda about something. I just figured that I was in school. I trust these people. They must be teaching me the truth. Yeah. And, like, a lot of that carries over into our daily lives about everything. And that's what, yeah, if it's, if it's, uh, I think about that because I feel like it's more... Uh, like adaptable for everybody because everybody Mm -hmm. had some sort of teacher even if they were homeschooled they had you know figures that gave them information and taught them and then when you start to think about like um even things like food like going to buy your food like labels and shit you know trusting that we just trust the labels on food or when you're driving a car on the highway you just trust that another driver isn't just gonna run into you and kill you right there's a lot of things that we just assume people should know or assume people Mm -hmm. should be good at like if you ever looked at like a sugar-free ketchup bottle and it says like literally zero sugar zero and then you flip it over and like in the ingredients there's a word like dextrose that's fucking chemically made, scientifically made sugar. So, like, while it has zero, like, like sugar like sugar. Like, it has no cane sugar. Cane sugar it is full of sugar. It's got other and sugar. And it's like you just assume because it is, you know, set on the label or that it was FDA approved or whatever the fuck it is that, like, it's telling you the capital T truth. And there's a lot of things that were kind of It's disturbing. Taught that, like, if you're in a, a, an authoritative situation it's a disturbing world for sure yeah (laughs) and then we talked about this once before um in this little subheader it's called bad apples or bad barrels (laughs) uh we're the bad barrel uh i'm a bad orchard (laughs) so it is a curious fact that the majority of soldiers although well armed never kill get this majority majority of soldiers will never kill anyone during World War II, only one in five, I, that, that's stupid though, only one in five, that's still a ton, one in five U.S. soldiers ever actually fired at the enemy and killed anyone. The other four were plenty courageous and had plenty of ammo, but just never fired their weapons, or if they did, shot into the air or shot into the ground. Was it you I was just talking about this to, or was it my cousin I was Kate? I was telling you about the... The guy that, like, blew his partner's face off or something because he shot into the ground and it, like... You and I were joking about that. Oh, yeah, you, you and I, I were joking about... Like, you, you I told got... you that um, on the, in the Civil War battlegrounds, they found more bullets shot directly into the ground than made sense. And mm-hmm. then they figured, oh, people weren't actually shooting at each other. They were shooting... Most people were just shooting into the ground because they didn't want to actually shoot anybody. Mm. And then you made the joke that I would shoot into the ground and then it would bounce off a rock and I would kill people by trying not to kill people. <laughs> You'd kill your own people by <laughs> trying not people. to kill the enemy. And then also same thing was in Vietnam. Which honestly, this is very kind of, it's not something we should be joking about at all, but especially right now, because like what's going on in Ukraine, we haven't addressed it on the podcast and we don't have time to go into it right now, but there literally is like, a full-scale, a full-scale war, scale war going on. And so, you know, we're not trying to be insensitive, but this is a, a mm-hmm. you know. I mean, like, this is, still, this is still true in spite of everything that's happening. And correct. it's even more true and it's even more relevant. It's, it's not good to know. It makes me feel better knowing that even though there's this war going on, one in five of those soldiers, four out of five of every soldier you see 
is not willing yeah. to shoot that gun. And I mean, I think on the Russian side, it's probably even more than that because a lot of them didn't even fucking realize what they were going into mm-hmm. from the sounds of it, at least from what we're being told, you know, like you don't really know. Did you see about the fucking Russian tank that attacked the other Russian tank because they mistook it for a Ukraine tank? Oh, God. Or you, I don't know if it was a tank, but like they ended up basically fighting each other. Kind of that joke, that's what it reminded me of. It's because that joke where you were you were like, I wouldn't want to hurt the enemy, so I'll just shoot into the ground. And then we we're like, you'd probably shoot the person next to you on accident or whatever. Like, I've literally it's happened to sad them. because it literally just happened where like Russians destroyed what kind their of own fucking military. Yeah, because they mistook them for... I just don't think that they were prepared or maybe they were like you where they so, were like Whoops. i hope that like this article still rings true even in that situation that mo- most people are just not willing to do it and i hope that most people they just don't. found themselves in a situa- situation that they couldn't get themselves they couldn't out, get the of, fuck out of so they're trying to so the weak very, link between uh the killing potential and the killing capability of of these units was the soldier. The simple fact is that when faced with a living, breathing opponent instead of a target, a significant majority of people revert to a posturing mode in which they fire over their enemy's heads. It says most people will not just shoot you. They will fire over your head in war. And uh, this this article I'm reading was written a few years ago, so it it hasn't updated itself for context or anything, but it still probably rings mostly true. Well, I mean, especially with something like the U.S., I mean, the perks of signing up for service in the U.S. is crazy. Um, And there was just like a TikTok that I was watching where it's like things that are not free in the U.S. that other countries find crazy. And it's like healthcare, education, Mm -hmm. those sorts of things. And they were like, you know, things that, you know, signing up for the service of some sort to, you know, to serve our country gives us free education, free healthcare, that mm-hmm. sorts of things. So the incentive for you to, you know, pledge to our country and to lay your life on the line is seen a lot of times as worth it to do. And most people who sign up just want don't, college, just want and, college and benefits and a stability and career and opportunity and don't really, really think or hope that they're going to end up on the battlefield or in, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them are like just hoping for a desk job that won't have to anything to do with harming other people that are just going to give them like fucking health care and in education and a stable home for their future and like some sort of retirement plan, which is why I think a lot of the statistics, at least from the U S is probably going to be towards that. Like, no, I don't want to kill someone. Like I just I wanted just to get my fucking cavities filled yeah. without having to like go into debt about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. So true. So, God, um, what's our what are Heavy we at? topic again, huh? I think we are should we be okay? almost done. We are. It's time to go bye bye. Well, we pledge our allegiance to these supporters for laying their wallets on the line to <laughs> serve this podcast. This podcast, freedom and right to fuck around every week. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to Sarah N, Julie C, Anna M, Heather A, Alyssa S. Rebecca P.K., Teresa D., Dominic B., Melanie W., Catherine L., Phil K., Jesse D., David B., and Karen, not that Karen, R. 
And yeah, if you would like to support the podcast, if you listen to this every week and you want to, you know, kind of support us financially, you can do so for a dollar a month, five dollars a month, even ten dollars a month. You can go to anchor.fm slash speaking of which, that's W-I-T-C-H, and uh, hit the support button to support our podcast. You can stop at any time. It's not like you're linked in and committed forever. So uh, We you wish know, you could be. Yeah. We wish we could lock you into our little prison experiment and never <laughs> let you go. Um, I dominate the fuck out of all of you. So thank you very, very much for continuing to support us, those people on those lists, and for the people who are going to support us now that we've opened enrollment. That's it. I don't, do you have anything else to say? No. Okay. Uh, oh, you know what? I want to keep plugging this because it's fun. We did, uh, we've been trying other ways to like connect and engage and whatever. And, you know, Twitch, I don't, I really want to make the live stream thing happen. It's just like, One day. I don't, we don't have the right equipment to make that work right now. So we did make an Instagram and we do post on the Instagram and it is funny. So if you have Instagram, which if you don't, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Unless you're like healthier than us and you like don't have it for like healthy reasons. In which case you probably aren't listening to this. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Katie Flowers listens every week and she's better than us and doesn't have Instagram because she knows that it's like. Oh it's, God. Yeah. So I, I forgot honestly, she listens. I need to like up my. <laughs> Anyways, uh, follow us. It's the Speaking of Which podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you can't find it and you're following Skylar and I individually, we'll send you a little clip if you want to follow. You can That's see me it. twerk. Honestly, it's just a stupid little fun way to... Um, now you can DM us on the podcast, uh, Instagram, or you and know, can tag both us. See it. Yeah, we can both see it. So That's it for this week. We love you guys. Bye!